Please welcome again to church. So glad to be with you guys. You guys are stuck with both of us again, two weeks in a row. Oh, it's not that bad. Come on. Hey, well, hey, good morning and welcome to Alive. In case you guys just joined us during worship, uh, both here in person and online, we're so glad to have you guys with us. We are in week two of a series we've titled This Is us, all right? And we're taking a journey of vision this month. We're looking at a live family church, us as a church, and we're taking a look at where we are and where we're heading and, and how we can all fit into the story that God is writing here at Alive. And, and for Eric and I, hey, uh, we love the TV show, This Is Us. Uh, Newsflash, if you hate it or you haven't watched it, you don't need to watch it or see it to, to link up with this series. Uh, we, we just love how real it is. Like, it's real life, real life scenarios. Oftentimes, you can find yourself in the storyline or relate to a character or a situation that they've dealt with in their past. And, uh, but more importantly, we love the phrase, this is us. And as we've been praying, as we, we share this month, that at the end of this series, when we say the phrase, this is us, when we talk about a live family church, our heart prayer is that we would all begin to see the same thing, amen? Like where we are, but where we're heading, where God's taking us. Because we know in God's word, it says where there is unity, God commands his blessing. And so as we're unified in the vision and the mission and walking forward hand in hand to build God's church, man, great things can happen in our midst. So we're really excited to share with you guys today. Yes, so good. You guys doing good this morning? Good to see all your faces. Welcome again to Church Online. And hey, if this is, if you're joining us for the first time this week and you missed last week, just real quick, want to recap what we talked about last week. Last week, like Eric said, we started off This Is Us. We're talking about how God is writing a story in your life. God has written your story, the story of your life while you were in your mother's womb. And, you know, we live it out. We walk it out. And God has a story here at Alive, and we can all find our place in it. We talked about our vision last week. That has not changed since we started, that we see a large family church that is alive. We see a friendly gathering place where people can get to know Jesus. We see a loving family where people can grow in the Lord. And we see in a, a passionate movement of empowered believers to serve their generation well. Your legs are like twice as yeah, long as I'm mine. Yeah, I'm trying to get some more leg room. Like, <laughs> stewardess, can I get an aisle seat, I know, please? my seat or, like, is further back is because on? your legs are so much longer. Yeah, sorry. I just got um, comfortable up here. Yeah. Wow. Okay, and then we talked about our mission. We talked about how we exist to help people know God personally and live for him passionately. We talked about last week, you know, in this theme of story, how compared to the, the vision that's in God's heart, the vision that's in our heart for Alive, we feel like we're just like exiting the prelude. You know, being three and a half years old, God has done amazing things already, but he's just getting started. And we feel like we're on page one of chapter one, and there's so much yet to come. Um, Pastor Chris Hodges out of Church of the Highlands down in um Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama, a mentor from afar um, and the leader of our church planning organization that we're from. He, we said this last week that he oftentimes tells his large church that has multiplied many times that we grow at the speed of your generosity. And that's true for every church, the financial element. But we feel like in this season of Alive, that we are going to continue to grow and impact more people and reach more people at the speed of our engagement, at the speed of our leveling up in leadership. Yeah. Amen. So before we get into like some of the particular vision and details of that, let's open up with just a word of prayer, just to open our hearts 
open our minds, begin, and, and open our spiritual eyes. That's what I believe God wants us to do together as a church this morning, is to open our eyes and see what God sees for our future. Amen? So let, let, let's pray. Father, we love you so much, and we just thank you for today. We thank you that you are a God of vision. And Lord, you have a plan and a purpose for us personally. And may those of us that are here know that if we don't feel like uh, we, we have purpose or vision, Lord, that we would connect with that even today divinely. But Lord, also you have vision for your church. You have vision for alive. And Lord God, we want to lean in to that vision. We want to see, Father, what you see, Lord God, and help us unify and march hand in hand in one direction to glorify you and help build your church today. Download what you see to us today and help us run with joy and, and, and serve you faithfully, Lord. We love you, we praise you, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, so last week we painted a lot of broad strokes of vision. Some of you guys left, you're like, I want to know more. Good. You're here. You're back next week. We're going to go deeper into more specific details as the Lord is leading us uh, for God's dream for alive. But first, real quick, why vision? Like, why are we talking about vision? Well, if it, you go back to the book of wisdom in the Old Testament, Proverbs, you look at chapter 29, verse 18, in the New King James, or in the King James Version, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. I like how the message translation says this verse. It says, if people can't see what they're doing. What God is doing. What God is doing. I'm sorry, what God is doing. They stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Vision is so important for us as individuals and as a church. If we don't have vision, we perish, we stumble, we flop all over the place, we, we flounder, we kind of, in, in a spiritual sense, we kind of wander in the wilderness like, like the Israelites until, and we don't get to the promised land without vision, right? And I think, honestly, for real, that's why this last year that we've lived through has been difficult for many of us for multiple reasons. But uh, many people will say, hey, in a season of intense crisis, it kills vision, right? Vision is often killed in our hearts because we go out of visionaries and we go into survival mode. Like, I can't plan my vacation eight months from now because I don't know if I'm gonna have to wear a mask, not wear a mask, if the plane's gonna be open or not, so I just kill it, right? I, I don't know if I'm gonna get a promotion or not, I don't even know if I'm gonna have a job. Like, I just need bread on the table this week and we, we start going into survival mode. And many of us have been there for like week after week after week, and maybe we've given up our vision or, or put the vision on the shelf. And, and as we were preparing this week, man, I know we're talking about the church, but the Lord just really dropped in my spirit. Like, hey, if you're here and you've stopped dreaming, if you've stopped looking to the vision, if you've stopped putting your eyes up and your eyes are down or you're discouraged, I believe God wants to breathe fresh, fresh breath on that vision. And he wants to say, hey, start dreaming again. Start going there again. Let that company, that business, it's still there for a reason in your heart, right? That idea or this idea, hey, maybe not now, but when, but start dreaming again because, man, when we have vision, we can run with it, but without vision, we perish, and it eats us alive. We are people that need to know where we are going, amen? So may, that, may you be encouraged today to, to let the blinders off and say, you know what? I don't care what's going on in our world around us or how crazy the news makes it out to be. I'm going to still dream, and I'm going to trust God for that vision, Amen. 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 That's so good. And why, we're talking about the why. Why specifically for the church? You know, last week we talked about um, how Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said, I am building my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Amen. Man, what a promise. Jesus said that two th over 2,000 years ago. And like, if you're going to invest your life into anything, the church is not going anywhere. Right. 
the church has endured through much worse times than COVID. Okay. You know, Jesus said, I am building my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against so it. Good. Jesus has vision for his church. He is building his church and we get to be a part of it. You know, uh, the first part of our mission is helping people know God personally and live for him passionately, both outreach and discipleship. And so you might be like, why? Why more churches, and why did you come back four years ago to start a church? There's already a lot of churches here. Why why this church in this location? And we shared this information a lot, like pre-launch and the first year of the church, but we haven't shared it recently. And so we want to just share some statistics. Maybe you're not aware. Go ahead and put that slide up. The, the population of Livingston County is about 192,000 people. Of that, statistics say that only 38% say they are Christians, have put their faith in Jesus. Does that surprise you? It does. A lot, of, a lot of times people are like, oh, Livingston County, that's like the Bible Belt in Michigan. It's not. Um, you know, you think about your neighborhood. Think about the people down your street. How many of them are rolling out of the driveway Sunday morning? You think of your coworkers. You think of people around you. And you're like, yeah, no, that probably is true. So 38% of people are Christians. That means 62% of people do not have faith in Jesus, which is more than, majority, more than the majority and equals 119,000 wow. people. 119,000 people that don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. Like, let that just sit in. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of families. And, you know, some people say, why more churches? We, you know, Eric mentioned last week, there's not enough churches in the area to seat all of those people. And we believe that Jesus, we want to, and even more so, Jesus wants those people to know him personally. Yeah, I remember when I was new in my faith, faith, and there were so many people in my life that didn't know Jesus, and I was praying, and I dedicated early mornings to interceding for them. And at one point, I was like, God, it, do you want them to be saved? Maybe you don't. And so I studied it out, and this, among other scriptures, makes it very clear. In 1 Timothy 2, 4, the scripture says, who, it's referring to God, God desires all men to be saved, all men and women, everybody, and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So God desires all that 119,000 people to know him, to come to the knowledge of the truth. Wow, that's huge. So like, let's dream, let's imagine. So, so those statistics, right? 62% of people in Livingston County do not believe in Jesus, right? Or don't follow him. What if alive on our time here on earth, while the Lord gives us the season, we were to crack that percent down by 1%. So we would reach 1% of those people and drop it from 62 to 61. That would be 1,920 people, which would be a pretty awesome impact. But like, let's keep dreaming. Like we're, we're a generational church. Like until Jesus comes back, this church ain't stopping. This church is going. So maybe it outlives us in our life, right? And if we crack into 5% or 10%, right? But 5% of that would be 9,600 people. Hello, like that's, that's a pretty large size church. That would be incredible, right? And some of you guys are looking around at the size of the room right now, like, how are you gonna do that? As like, hey, we'll get to more details in a second of specifics, but sometimes when we start talking about numbers and reaching people, people go, oh man, you're one of those churches just always talking about the numbers. Just another number, you just wanna get as big as you can and, and, and gather as many people. And hey, just so you know, from the very beginning, it's never been about the number. The only number it's been about is the one one person that we need to reach this week. But I also know that every number is a person. And every person 
is important to God. And every person has a call of God on their life. And every person, Jesus already died on the cross for them and already rose from the grave. And man, we are here for such a time as this to reach them. So if that is true, why wouldn't we want to reach as many people as possible? Amen? In a non-horrible, uh, you know, like in, in a pure-hearted way, why not be a large family church? Amen? Why not, right? And, and after last Sunday, guys, just so you know, we were so blessed. Like, we, we talked about what's your, what's your challenge next step? Where, where are you all going to step up in leadership? How can we all do this together? And we're blown away by the number of you that kind of said, hey, I'm pondering and praying a crew in my heart. I think I'm a little nervous, but, man, I want to lead a crew. I want to step out and be a crew leader. Or, hey, I need to get on the Alive team. I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm going to fill out my Alive team application. Or, and all the people that signed their names up on the list to take a basics class coming in May, we're offering two classes, it, it blew us away. And I was like, man, this is, this is how we do this. Us all taking our next step to engage, talk more about that word in a second, is how this vision and mission actually comes to pass. Amen. Yeah, so exciting. so exciting. All right, all right. now we're getting to the stuff. All right, nothing about the why. Let's go. What about the vision? What, what do you see? What, where, where are we going? So can you see it? Can you dream with us? You know, we are married to the vision and the mission. Methods, we're not, we're not married to not the method. To we yeah. learned through COVID, methods change, you know. Overnight, but yeah. Our mission and vision stays the same. But at the same time, we want to share with you guys what we see. Yeah. What we've really seen from the start as far as method or how are we going to do this? How are we going to reach all the people beyond the vision and the mission? And, um, you know, some of what we're going to share with you, it's, it's what we, uh, we, what we've always seen. And it, it's still what we see even after COVID. And it even makes a, a lot more sense after COVID actually too. You know, we want to reach as much of Livingston County as we can. We feel very called to Livingston County as a church, at least right now. Um, and we know we have impact beyond Livingston County, but this is our major. Um, and we see a large family church that's alive, but we don't see that whole church under one roof. Um, we don't feel like God has called us to be one large mega church under one roof. We've always had it on our heart to have multiple campuses, multiple outposts in each city in Livingston County which honestly in a, in a community our size is not as common. Oftentimes you will see a multi-campus type church um, in a metropolitan area where the population suits that model or a big one in one county and then a big one in another county. But we see a multi-campus um, type of church with smaller outbases based on our lo local population to reach that that people group, there, there's something about, you know, this building right here seats like max, max 150 people. And so we see this as the smallest of the outposts, but a church that seats somewhere between 150 to 600, there's something about that size church. You know, one of the phrases that we've always says is a live family church, it just feels like home, feels like family. When yeah. you walk in, you see familiar faces, you connect right. with people. Yeah. Um, Homey. There, there's something about that yeah. that it, it's easier to engage because it's harder to just walk in and out without someone seeing you and without really being engaged. So there's something powerful about there that. There really is. You know, like, like, let's dream for a second. Like, what would it look like if there wasn't a live family church outpost in every city in Livingston County? Like, what would that look like? Let's just ponder that. Like, like if you lived and resided in Livingston County, that you would have to drive 8 to 10 minutes max 
to your local alive family church? What, what, what could that look like? And, and how could we do that? And, and the best way for me to experience the power in that and how God could actually use that to, to benefit for his kingdom and to grow our church, I need to show you an illustration. So Jason, if you can bring me a, a really nice hot and fresh delivery here. Uh, and again, apologies, I'm preaching about food again in church. This is like eight weeks running. Um, oh, look at the glory of God that he just delivered there. Let's see here. Some of you guys know what we're doing here. Some of you guys already know this bag. Some of you guys are do- that you don't. And if you don't, uh, just newsflash, there'll be an altar call after service and uh, we'll pray for you so that you understand what you're missing, okay? Uh, I'm, I'm just joking, but not really. Um, so here, here's the deal. Uh, sorry for the grease stains. This is from Friday Night Pizza. We do uh, Gus's uh, pizza salad breadsticks almost every Friday night. Sometimes we don't, but most of the time we do. Uh, and so this is fresh out of the press, greasy from my fingers uh, this Friday night. But here's the deal. Gus's carry out. A lot of us that live in the local area know what this is all about, all right? Like we, we, and, and here's how it works for Eric and I. If we want to engage in the goodness and the glory of Gus's, um, we drive to our local Gus's. We go about five, six minutes down the road from where we live in Brighton to Grand River, and we partake of the Gus's carryout off Grand River in Brighton. Now, if we were to have to travel where everybody knows, knows your name, name. like, sir, the regular, I'm like, absolutely, you know it. Throw an extra little bread, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, but no, if I were to have to drive, oftentimes I pick it up. Uh, if I were to have to drive all the way to Howell or all the way to Heartland from where we were at, we probably wouldn't engage in Gus's as frequently. Can I just be honest, right? If it was a little bit further away. Now, side note, it's so good I would anyways, all right? Uh, but, but, and Eric will talk about that in a second. But for, for all of the purpose of this illustration, we connect with the local. Like, like you shouldn't be able to out-local the local church, amen? And if we were even in an outpost in every city in Livingston County, that's local, local. You know what I'm saying? Like, five, ten-minute drive, I'm there. I can engage. My youth group meets there. I can get kids there. I can go back. It's not a big inconvenience to get in my car and go over here or there, amen? And, and, and the other cool thing about this, can you hold on to this? Because some of you guys are probably wondering, what else does he have in the bag? Oh, you know, you know I didn't forget the reason why we all go to Gus's, all right? The pizza's okay. The salad is pretty good, but the breadsticks, can I get a good amen? Hallelujah. Somebody's getting hungry in church. You had no clue what you were doing for lunch. You just figured it out right now, amen? No matter what you had. How many of you guys know this is, this is amazing stuff in here, right? Like this is, the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good, and um, we do this every Friday. Um, what if? No matter what Alive Family Church outpost you go to, you know how good it is going to be. Whether I go to Gus's Howell, whether I go to Gus, I'm standing up, I'm so fired up. Whether I go to Gus's Heartland or whether I go to Gus's Brighton, I know without a shadow of a doubt, this thing going to be good. Amen? Amen. I know what I, I, I can expect what I'm going to get and it's going to be good. It's going to be consistent. And right now, mm, come on. Oh, my Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, what if a live family church could be like that in your community, wherever you live? I'm still preaching about breadsticks. Erica's like, sit down and let's move on with the sermon. But I'll tell you what, this is so good. And I would love to be Augusta's breadstick church in every community in Livingston County. I believe God would be all about that. Amen. I need to chew, so. So uh, go good. Yeah. Actually, can you keep that out? Yeah. For, this right yeah. here? Yeah. Can I'll you hold it this time? Yeah, I'll hold it this time. All right, so. Um, you guys get that. And like, hey, we always, we've probably mm. gone, I don't know how many times we've gone to the Gus's Brighton location. We've gone like probably, I don't know, a lot, like hundreds. Yeah, we should have like a frequent attender card. We, we should. Meals all over the place. And I, I 
think growing up, I went to the Howe location like once or twice when there was a parade down there. And I don't think I've ever been to the Heartland location. So anyways, there's something about local. And um, so this, not the Gus's thing, but this local outpost thing has been in our heart since before this church started. Um, and a couple months ago, we were having Friday night pizza. And it, it was actually during the 21 months of prayer and fasting. 21 days. We didn't fast right. for 21 months, but just water. It was during January when we were praying, we and, and of course, one of the things that we're always praying about is, Lord, you know, what are you doing at Alive? What's your vision? And we, um, it was Friday, and I, I think it was me who, I don't know who saw it first. I think first. it was you first, yeah. And I, was and I looked at the pizza box, and I was like, yeah, Gus's is doing it. Gus's is doing the local outpost in a, a smaller, you know, rural area like Livingston County. And it, I just saw it, and there's something about seeing it that I was like, yeah. Yeah, it just it just resonated in my spirit, honestly. Um, and so we want to show you guys something to just, there's something about visuals of can you see it. So go ahead and yeah. show that next slide. Like, can you see this? A local outpost in every community. And maybe it's not those four first. Maybe it's Pickney or maybe it's Heartland or Fowlerville, Heartland's up there or Fowlerville. Yeah, sorry, or, yeah. Salt Lion's really Oakland County. I, I, hey, it's like a little, little bit, of bit of both. Yeah. Um, so, hey. so can you see it? Could you imagine it? And here's the thing. There's some people you can put it down. I'm done with the. All right, Jason, can you come grab this? Because the temptation is strong. All right. <laughs> And uh, side note, Gus's did not sponsor this message today, but uh, if you are from Gus's, you work from Gus's, you know somebody works at Gus's, and you would like to support the pastors with a lifetime supply of breadsticks, we will gladly receive that in Jesus' name. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Sorry. Awesome. Awesome. Public service announcement. I had to throw it in there. The Lord, um, just dream big. Yeah, so a lot of you guys drive 30, 40 minutes. You're driving from Oakland County. You're driving from different places, and and that's awesome. We 100% believe a church alive is worth the drive. Ooh, that's good. Amen. And it amen. is. Yeah, I like that, and Dr. Seuss. And as believers, as mature believers, we understand that. Like, we're going to go. We're going to drive. We're going to get up early. We're going to do whatever it takes yeah. to get there. But for someone who church isn't a part of their life, they're a non-believer, they're they wake up one day and they're like, I need to find a church to be a part of. They're going to look for Locally. like something within a five, 10 mile radius, right? Yeah. And so to reach as many people as we can, that's part of the reason. Um, and again, the timeline is in God's hand. You know, yeah. does this logo that you're seeing happen in our lifetime and, and then the right. next generation goes to Oakland County? Maybe. Are we, still ch are we still chucking at this vision for the next however many years? We don't know. Timeline is up to God, right? Yeah. But this is what we're running towards. Yeah. And this is what we need to all see. Like, yeah, that's what we're running towards. So go ahead. You can take that slide off. So you might be wondering why, why this model. We're going to just talk about it just for a minute. <clears throat> you know, God is doing, God is always doing a new thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's definitely doing a new thing right now, right? And as pastors, as church leaders, we're all about church patterns and church history and always like what's God doing at, at Alive, what's God doing at other churches. And, and if you study church history, you can see that, you know, there's certain things that the church has always done. We've always gathered. We always take communion. We always, you know, worship all the different things. But there's been different patterns over the years. Over the last 40 years, the biggest new pattern that the Lord has done is megachurches. Like megachurches were the huge new thing that God did in the past 40 years. But 40 years before that, megachurches were not a thing. 
And so mega churches aren't going away. We love mega churches. We are the product of a mega church. church. Yes. Um, Mega churches will continue to always be a thing, but we do believe that God is doing a new thing. There's a new pattern in the upcoming 40 years that God is, is doing. And we, and we feel like, honestly, this is part of it because honestly, before COVID, we were like, God, we sense that this is what you're calling us to, but it doesn't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah it doesn't seem like it fits. And then after COVID, we're like, man, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So, you know, some things that um, church leaders, pastors are throwing around is is hybrid, the word hybrid church, a hybrid of both in-person and online. A uh, big new thing that people are throwing around is micro churches, you know, small, multiple small gatherings of all different shapes and sizes that make up um, a larger congregation. Online church and church at home has amped up in crazy ways recently, right? We're living in a new world. Like COVID wasn't something that just happened for two weeks and then we came back to normal. We prayed for that, but yeah. like, like it has disrupted every the way of living across the board. And so there, there is a new reality. There is a new world that demands new models. Yes. You know, how we work has changed. Pew Research did a, a study that showed that 20% of people before COVID worked at home. Right now, 71% of people work from home. And 54% of people hope to still continue to work from home even once COVID is over. You know, I think it was this week or last week, there was an article in the Livingston Daily that talked about how there's builders that I think are trying, I think it's trying to get approved, I don't think it's approved yet, to build homes on commercial land because so many people are working from home and people like realtors or insurance companies or different things like that, that they don't have to have an office, but it'd be good to have an office that they can do with the majority of their work from home. They're moving forward with building homes on commercial property as long as the home has at least 900 square feet of store frontage or office space or whatever for their business. So this work from home, both home and business, even in architecture is changing. Yeah, things are changing. How we shop has changed. Amazon and shipped and DoorDash and Grubhub and Target online. Ladies, and I amen. Get an amen Come on. From oh the wow, the spirit of the again. Curbside pickup, like I don't think that's going anywhere either. No. Um, and how we change for church is obviously adapting. Yeah. So why do we mention all this? Why are we talking about this again? As things change, we as the church need to change. Not never. The message never changed. Jesus never changes. But the way we reach people. Has to, if we try to stick to old models that aren't working or outdated and don't move forward, we're going to miss a lot of people that God has called us to reach. And so even before COVID, things were shifting. Uh, we, we know that uh, there's a lot of you guys are familiar with Barna. Barna is a big research firm uh, that does a lot of great research. Uh, they released the Church of the State last year, kind of near the end of the last year, and the, the results were staggering. If you guys want to show that uh, graph here for real quick, just so you guys can get a context on that, I want you to focus on the red line. The red line is practicing Christians. These are people that say they attend church, they read their Bible, they're in a small group, they're engaged. People that practice. In the year 2000, of Americans said they were a practicing Christian. That was about half of America said, yeah, I do church, I do God, I do Jesus, whatever. In the year 2020, look how that shifts down. You see that spike down? In 2020, 25% of Americans are practicing Christians. That's like in half. It got cut in half in 20 years. And then COVID has not made it any easier for us because the statistics are really horrible for COVID. One in three, about 32%, one in three practicing Christians before COVID, people that attended church regularly before COVID have stopped attending church altogether. That includes in-person and 
tending online. One third. Hello. So if we were to take that graph again in 2021, it's still dipping. And this is a huge concern. This, this, this hurts our heart. This should stir us up. This should, and I know this touches the heart of God because this is not what he wants for our nation. Yeah. Right? Can I just say one more thing before yeah. you lose that? Absolutely. So the orange line, no, the blue line is non-practicing oh, Christians. Yeah, yeah. And so about the same amount of people still believe, but their engagement has dropped significantly. Yeah, big time. So yeah, That's huge. And then uh, you can move on from the graph there. And then uh, lastly, um, we, we like uh, Gallup. Gallup does a lot of great polls, just surveys of people. They did this really interesting one on mental health and, and church service attendance. And they polled all different demographics. I'm talking gender, political party, religious service uh, attendance, race, marital status, age group, uh, household income, you name it. And the results were staggering. Out of all of the demographics, the only people group that said they experienced a positive change in their mental health during COVID were people that attended church every week. That was the only one. The people that attended church a couple times a month or occasionally still said they had a negative decrease in their mental health. The only people that scored better, like, hey, the world's crazy, I know it, but I'm doing okay, were the people that were engaged in a local body community of faith and were keeping that a priority in their life. That just speaks, why do I share that? Hey, the bottom line is people need Jesus and people need community. And that means people need a church down their road that they can engage with and attend with. And that's why this makes this mission and this vision so exciting is because we're trying to say, hey, Lord, how can we take a live family church? How can we take the gospel to those neighborhoods and to those communities? And we're just gonna lean into the new thing God wants to do. This might come to pass. It might tweak along the way. We're just gonna be sensitive to hear the voice of the Holy Ghost and follow him as we go. But man, what could it look like? It's exciting. Yeah, totally. And so, you know, why this model? Again, engagement is key. Yeah. You know, another way to say practicing Christian would be an engaged, engaged Christian. Christian. Yeah. And so Barna, which is a, a secular yeah. uh, research, research group, statistically showed that an engaged Christian ha is the only person, you know, the person attending church every week is the only person that has a positive mental health. Wow. But yet the practicing Christian or the engaged Christian is decreasing. And so, man, we believe with all of our heart that the, the key to the future church and really the key to the church always is engagement. Yeah. In our culture especially, um, casual Christianity is dead. Casual Christianity ruled for quite a while. Really did. But um, you don't have the option anymore. Like you are either on fire for Jesus or you're not. You know, Jesus prophesied about it. You know, the, the word prophesies about it that lukewarm is not an option. Yeah. And so engagement, being on fire for Jesus or not, it's like one or the other. There, there's no in-between. And we as pastors, you know, like when we sat down after 21 days of prayer and fasting, so, you know, some of this stuff was confirmed. But one of the things that we both said is, man, we are not interested in building a crowd. No. We are so not interested in just gathering as many people as we can. Um, we are so, and we're, and we're so not interested. We love online church. We love that we have podcasts and YouTube and it ministers to people. We've been ministered so much by podcasts and oh, yeah. other sermons from other online. churches. But, um, but that is not our main gig. We are so interested in a church that is engaged in moving. Amen. Um, so good. 
we are interested in building a movement that empowers believers to serve their generation well, right? And can we talk about the younger generation a little bit in this engagement topic? The younger generation is not interested in just attending something. You know, the millennials are known for wanting to change the world and make a difference in the What's the generation after that? The Gen Zers or the, yeah, you know. <laughs> they want to make a difference. Yeah, they want to make a difference. They don't just want to attend or be a part of something. Yeah. Um, and so they're, they're not going to attend. And, and statistics show that engagement breeds attendance anyways. Yeah. And the younger generation is so disillusioned by the church right now, you know, with so many numerous you know, big name pastors falling and a distrust of organized religion and all of the things. And they want to have a place to come and ask their questions about faith. They want to have a place to find community, to be a part of, to make a difference. Yeah. And um, and it's easier to do that in, in, in the model that we're talking about. Um, you know, some of the healthiest churches that we know are churches that honestly have higher small weekday small group attendance than they do Sunday morning attendance yeah. because more of their because their church is in, so engaged that yeah. way yeah that's huge and so where are we are where, where are we right now we're, we know where we're going we're going to continue to cast that but it's important to figure out you know where we are right now and so honestly hey we're here in this facility we are currently renting this facility with with the prayer and hope to buy but we're going to trust the Lord on the timeline on that but like in, in all reality this could be uh, the, our Howell campus on, you know, all the different cities. This could be it. If the Lord wants to lead us to something different, or this, we still keep this building, we do something different in it, we turn it into a food pantry, a daycare. I mean, we could do all sorts of stuff with it, but we believe that, hey, God led us here for a season. We're just going to continue to lean into that and start here where he's placed us. But let's also talk about the online space, because online church is not going away. Whether we like that or not, online is here to stay. COVID changed everything. We were already online a lot. Now it's like, hey, some people only attend church online. Hey, we want to, we want you to hear our heart before we share any of this. Is this, we love that you're attending online. We know that it's better for you to attend online than not attend at all. And it's a great, great supplement. Well, we think it, online church is a great supplement to your faith journey, right? But we also strongly believe that in-person gatherings are not going anywhere either. No matter what's going on in the world, man, the church is called. We are the church when we gather together. And there is just something powerful when we all come together uh, physically. Online can never replace. I've talked to so many people over the last six months to eight months. Man, it was so good to be here this Sunday. Why? Oh, no, it's great online when I watch at home, but worship is just different. You, know, you can't worship online and worship in person. Night and day difference. Amen? Sometimes live preaching on person versus a screen, no distractions, right? PJs versus getting a little dressed up and taking a shower, different, different alertness. You know what I'm saying? Like, like all of those affect how we receive from that. But man, for the younger generation, and even some of you guys as well, you, you've all done this. They check us out online. So here's where our net is. Online is going to continue to become the, the evangelistic thrust of our church. It's going to be more the unchurched person in mind. As more resources come, as we get in with the Lord on this, what that might look like is what's happening on our online service might be completely different of what's streaming here, what, what's here. This live stream may eventually go away, and it's content created solely for the person that's watching. A little bit shorter, a little less worship, a little more ex explanation on what's going on, because if they're tuning in there, that is the front door. We've seen online space. You guys have done it. You stalk and creep on everything before you go do it nowadays. Back in the day, I want to go check out that church, so I go when I drive that church, I walk in, I see if the people are nice. 
Now you check out their Instagram, their TikTok, their Twitter, uh, what, what the Google reviews are saying. You talk to a neighbor that's been, whatever. You attend online for like four months, and then you get up enough courage to go. Maybe. Right? So, like, you already know what you're getting. You already know how good the breadstick tastes even before you walk into Gus's. You know what I'm saying? Like, you already know if it's good or not, and you're just coming. So our, our, our lobby, our front door of the church now is not actually the front door. It's actually the online space. And so we're going to lean into that and not be like, oh, I just hate how things have changed. Like, we're, praise God, it's an opportunity to reach people. We're going to lean into that in, in another way. And can I, can I end with this comment? Jesus came in the flesh. Oh, I'm standing up. Jesus came in the flesh, in person. Jesus did not Zoom call it in. Jesus did not Skype it in. Jesus did not say, I'll just text you. Jesus came to dwell and live among us physically. There is something about physical touch, physical proximity, laying on of hands, encouragement, handshake, fist bump, whatever you do, right? It, there's just something about it. And that is how the church started. And that's how the church will continue no matter what's going on around us. We need outposts all over this community where if you need to gather and life is crazy, get to this place at this time and we will worship Jesus. Amen? People need that in their lives right now. And so, man, let's not just phone it in. Let's also be an in-person and an online church together. Amen? Yeah, man, I'm excited. Are you guys excited? Let's go. Yes, awesome. Hey, we we talk about this a lot. We are a both and church. We both reach the lost yeah. and disciple the believer. And so Sunday morning is our big open net. You know, so reaching the lost would be an open net type of ministry. And a, a deep well would be like for the mature believer, empowering the believer. Yeah. Sunday mornings are our biggest net to reach people far from God, to um, reach people who are searching. And so Sunday mornings will always be palatable for both the believer and the non-believer alike. If someone walks in, if someone joins online, they've never opened their Bible, they've yeah. never attended church before, they will understand what's being said yeah. and, and what's being communicated and be able to connect with Jesus in a meaningful, personal way. Deep well opportunities. We're so excited about these first Sunday nights of prayer and worship. This is the first of many believer-type meetings for, for strong believers who are like, man, I just want extended worship, extended times of prayers, um, more hands-on, laying-on-of-hands ministry time. Yeah. That will happen that, and continue to happen in these first Sunday nights of prayer and worship as well as other believer-type meetings that will continue to happen. Um, the basics are a huge opportunity for both being an open net and a deep well. Basics 101 is great for the believer, new believer, and the mature believer alike. Um, and then the other ones, serving one or 201 serving, 301 prayer, and 401 healing are deep wells to really dive deep into scripture. We're, we're so excited about um, the resource of the basics to empower the believer here at Alive. Mm -hmm. And then crews are a both and. There's some crews that are open nets, that are interest crews or, or more um, social crews that anyone feels comfortable in. And then there's other crews that are more deep net crews for believers or people who really want to dive deep in scripture. We are, by distinction, a, a word of faith church, a, a spirit-filled church. And as we grow in the maturity of all of that, you know, it will be more and more evident in all of our ministry outlets. Amen. <clears throat> and, and also, we are a family church. Everybody say family. Family. Real quick. Hey, from birth to the grave, there is space and a place for you at Alive. And I pray that it will always stay that way. Amen. No matter what season of life. And we're, we're passionate about this next generation of families. 
our kids ministry. We, we believe that our kids love Jesus. They're back there right now learning about Jesus, not being babysat. They are learning their Bible. They are memorizing scripture. They're bringing their friends to church. They're excited to run into this space and, and we're excited for them. We see youth, the youth group at Alive, it, we're just getting, just getting started. Man, we see youth passionately coming alive and, and having a place to call their own, to explore their own faith, to ask those questions, to have people in their corner that they can call out, text, reach out to in those rough, one of the roughest seasons of your life. Uh, to just go to and, and know that, man, they can reach their friends with the good news of Jesus. And then uh, all the rest of us, hey, don't, don't forget about all of us, the young adults, the, the young families, the empty nesters, the, the seniors. Man, there is a place and a space for everybody. And we believe God will move amongst all those generations as we link up arm in arm, hand in hand, to continue to spread the good news about Jesus, right? Yes, yeah. for sure. It's exciting. Outreach is a big part, obviously, of our vision, serving our generation well. We've done lots of different kind of outreach over the years. When we were at Scranton, we redid the teacher's lounge and always provided meals for the teachers and served the teachers in lots of different ways. You know, during COVID, we amped up our outreach, giving groceries, delivering groceries every week to Bountiful Harvest and and serving and blessing the medical workers. And, and then outreach is a huge part of who we are alive in an area, honestly, that we can grow in a lot. If a live family church was not here, we would want the community to feel it. Yeah. And, um, and we have a big serve day coming up on July 10th. We'll share more information about that. But man, if you've got outreach on your heart, we would love to have an outreach crew again and have more outreach happening and have people who have a, a passion for that help run with that. So if you're passionate about outreach, please let us know. And so the vision's big, right? And so like, how do we get there? Well, we, we, we know this, this is a given and this, is, this works secular, spiritual, all of that. We need to up our leadership culture here at Alive. And that honestly starts from the top down. That's from Eric and I from the top down. We know that we need to grow as leaders and we need all to take that next step of engagement to lead in the areas of life that God has called us to find our place in the story. We're really excited. This is hot off the press. This summer, something Eric and I are stepping out and doing by faith, we're going to lead a leadership crew this summer. Uh, we're going to be the leaders of it, co-lead it. And it's for anybody who maybe is a coordinator or a crew leader, or hey, you're not in any of those leadership positions per se at Alive, but you are a leader or you want to grow in leadership. This will be open uh, to anybody that really wants to go deeper in that vein. Uh, but as we speak about leadership in the next chapter and as we move forward, we thought we have a lot of new faces. We got some old faces all in between. We thought it'd be really cool to bring up a couple faces on stage here of some of our paid staff and our key volunteer ministry leaders here at the church, just so you can put a face to the name and kind of show who, who oversees that area, who's, who's working on that and whatnot, just so you guys know who to approach at church or to reach out to and get excited and also champion what God's doing through them. So For if, sure. that, come on if up, that's guys. you guys and you know you're supposed to be up on stage right now, come on up real yes. quickly. We'll welcome these guys to stage. And we have so many amazing yes. leaders that aren't on stage right now. So amazing leaders across the board, but these are some leaders of leaders and specific uh, ministry leaders teaching Teaching type leaders. Yes. So. so the first one is a very familiar face for many of you guys. Jason's on paid staff with us. This is Jason Cash. He's our worship director. He does a fantastic job leading the team and leading us into God's presence every single morning. We are so thankful for this guy. And he's been with us since day one. He's been a part of the launch team. And he's, he's been faithful Woo! to all get out. Anointed and talented. And the, the sky's the limit with this guy. And so we're really excited. If you have a uh, worship gift, an instrument, a voice, whatever, hey, and you're not engaged yet, come talk to Jason. We've got room on the team for you. Amen. But let's give it up for Jason. Come on now. Woo! Yes. 
And this is Nicole Kalowick, another member of our staff. She is the Generations Director. And um, so both Nicole and Jason have been with us since before the start of the church. Yeah. We met each other that summer, like a couple months before the church started. A couple weeks. But it was a, a God knit thing. And man, they've navigated so many different seasons. You know, Jason leading worship from his living, living room, room and COVID. And, you know, we did um, the online services. <laughs> and we thought it was just going to be two weeks. And I looked to Nicole like after a week and I was like, hey, what do you think about creating like weekly online services? And she was like, I don't think so. <laughs> it was like during quarantine, we gave her an iPhone and a tripod said, here you go. And like, she literally did and all of that. And she did an amazing, amazing and edited it job. And up uploaded it. A fantastic it job. It really impacted lots of kids. So Nicole oversees everything from babies to youth and does an incredible, incredible job. Awesome. Yay. All right. This next young, handsome gentleman over here is Mr. David Whitener. A lot of you guys know David. If you don't, He's all over the church. He's involved. He, this, is, this guy's engaged, all right? He's our media tech coordinator right now, so he helps oversee the media tech team. Uh, but in addition to that, if you've ever taken a basics class, you've probably had him teach one of your sessions. David is an anointed man of God. He's an anointed Bible teacher. He's got a passion for the Word of God, and he's actually a member of our uh, basics teaching team. So myself, Pastor Erica, and David are the three that are on the basics class teaching team as we continue to deepen that bench. We'll add more people to that, but they help teach the classes. So if you signed up for basics 101 or you've signed up for 401 health and healing, you're going to have David as one of your instructors. He's got such a depth of knowledge and history with the Lord. Uh, he, he teaches differently than Eric and I teach, so I love that too. You get a different personality, different perspective on it, and we are blessed to have David and his wife Angie at Alive. Let's give it up for David. Come on. Good. I wish we could bring all of you guys up and be like, yeah. and this, these next are so great. We Lisa. love them so much. Yes, so next is Ian and Kathleen Biggs, and these are probably the newer faces on the stage. And we are so excited to announce that they are our brand new official youth leaders. Woo, let's Woo! go. Yeah. A lot of you guys know Cody and Autumn helped launch youth here at this building. In our very first meeting with them, they said, hey, we're so excited to help you guys. Just want you to know we are not like your people. Like, we'll help get <laughs> this thing yet. started, but we are not like your long-term people. And so the timeline worked out perfectly. And we've been praying for youth leaders. Yes. And um, Ian and Kathleen have been super faithful and super engaged at their previous church um, Times Square Church in New York City, downtown New York City, right? Yeah. Uh, I knew it was a church, but I just wanted to make sure it was downtown New York City. And um, they felt, Kathleen grew up in the area. Ian has always been in New York. They felt a leading to come back home, come back to the Livingston County area. They ended up, they're living like right down the road here. And um, really felt like they were um, supposed to connect with the church to help with being youth leaders. Um, and, you know, had this vision of helping a pastor who had been praying for youth leaders. And don't you know we have been? Hallelujah. Thank and you, Jesus. It just seems like Let's such go. a God-knit thing. Yes. And we're so excited. They are so passionate about the youth. They love the youth. And they are so excited to build relationships. Yes. And to come alongside and mentor the youth at Alive and have vision to grow and to just really build community. So we couldn't be more thrilled. Next Sunday, you know, we have youth every second and fourth Sunday. Next Sunday, there'll be a big pizza party, kind of a meet and greet. So bring your youth back to, to get to know Ian and Kathleen if they don't know them already. Yeah. We're so excited about the future of Yay. youth and Ian and Kathleen stepping up. Thank you, Praise guys. Praise God. 
Awesome. Hey, while we, while we have uh, all these leaders up here and, and all the leaders that are in the seats and watching online, I thought it'd be cool to pray for this next chapter just as we step into uh, what God is calling us to step into, that we'd have a new grace, a new level of uh, uh, anointing as we all do this together. Would you guys uh, just agree and, and, and apply your faith with us? Father, we love you so much. We thank you for an incredible team both staff, volunteer, our whole Alive team, everybody engaged in a crew, everybody that calls Alive home. Father, we thank you that you've planted us here for such a time as this. And Lord, now we ask for an outpouring of your spirit, of your grace, of your wisdom, of your anointing, of your provision, and of your joy to run the race that is set before us. Lord Jesus, you are at the helm, and we will follow you, and we will build your church until you crack that sky and take us all back to heaven with you, Father God. We are on mission to plunder hell and populate heaven, Father, for every generation. We thank you for this team, and we thank you you're bringing more people to this team, more anointed, gifted leaders, Father God. We thank you that as we all step out in faith and all go up another level, Father God, we make room below for more to come in and experience your truth and your grace and your mercy and your love. Father, we love you, we praise you, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Everybody agreed, said, amen, amen. amen. The future is bright. Let's give it up one more time for these guys. Yay. Praise God. Awesome, awesome. So awesome. Good. Awesome, awesome. So let's, let's wrap this up, right? We've talked a lot about vision. Why, why build a church like this? Why build a church with multiple campuses? Man, can, can you see it with us? Just real quick as we end, eyes of faith, can you see multiple outposts in every Livingston County city? Can you see a local community serving their schools, their neighborhoods, a place for people to call home, to learn about Jesus, for their family to grow up in God's house and know what the Bible says is for them? Man, can you see it? Can you see the crews on any given week? Hundreds of crews meeting all across Livingston County midweek, building community, deep in each other's faith. When one member has a baby, they, that crew celebrates that. When one member has a death or a funeral, they go there. When one member's sick in the hospital, they go lay hands on them. The crew does that. There's a community, a people that has risen up with the power of God inside of them to continue to grow. Can you see it? Can you see what first Sunday nights of prayer and worship could turn into and is going to turn into, right? Hundreds and thousands of people gathering on the first Sunday night of the month to worship God passionately, to pray and literally shake the area that we live in with the gospel of Jesus for signs, wonders, miracles, manifestations of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, healings, miracles that would happen that people that need it. Can you see it? My goodness. Man, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. Um, generations. Man, we're so passionate about reaching this next generation. They need to know the truth, yeah. right? They need, need to know how to read their Bible. They need community so bad. They need leaders yeah. and mentors that love them and pour into them. You. Can you see, you know, the, from the babies to the preschool to the elementary kids loving church, yeah. inviting their friends to church, growing in their faith, knowing who they are, yes. knowing that God made them, God loves them, Jesus is their forever friend. The middle schoolers and the high schoolers living passionately for their faith, living passionately for the Lord in this crooked and perverse generation. Yes. Can you see, of course, you know, right now middle school and high school is together, but can you see middle school and high school separated in, in big, large, maybe all of the campuses come together for big, large worship gatherings where hundreds of thousands of youth are gathered together across the county yes. to worship the Lord, to live passionately for him. And of course, adults, thousands of adults knowing God personally, living for him passionately, engaged in their faith, leading crews, taking Bible basics classes, serving the community. Man, can you see it? The outreach. Can you see the 
the army of Jesus-loving people sweeping this community by storm, feeding the poor, helping, helping those that are hungry, right? Uh, coming alongside our frontline workers and blessing them, helping with the schools. Like, like literally, could we, can you see a church that if we were not there anymore, it would dramatically affect the community in a negative way? Could we be that church that is not about a service or a gathering time or a message, but about the people that God died for and loved so much? Could we be that church? Can you see it? With the eyes of faith, we can see it. I pray that you can see it a little bit more clearly too. And so the cool thing about this is, is God lays out the vision and then he always brings the provision. Amen. Vision first, then provision. He shows it to you and then now by faith, that's a big vision. We got our work cut out for us as a church. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We're, we're, we're all about that. We're leaned into that for generations to come. But how does this come to pass? It's by us being part of the provision. Again, God is writing this story of this is us. The church isn't a building or two pastors. The church is the people. This is, the, this is your church. This is your church, man. You're a part of something that God's building, that God's growing, that God's blessing. How exciting is that? But man, all of us finding our place in the story, stepping up to serve, stepping up to give, stepping up to pray, stepping up to say, Pastor, what can we do? How can we move this area forward? I noticed this. Do you want this? Like, yes, we do. We're just waiting for the person. We're just praying. Awesome. You're it. Bam. Like, what can we do to move this thing forward together? Because where we're unified, God commands his blessing. And so as we move forward in this next chapter, we all have a part to play. There's space at the table for every single one of you. And that's good news. Amen no matter where you're at in your faith or your journey with the Lord. And so uh, I'm always reminded of this. God has a whole book of empty chapters for a life that have been yet to be written. And as we move out of the prologue or the epilogue and into chapter one, man, just know that, man, this ain't, this ain't the end. This is just the beginning of the goodness and the glory of God that's about to be displayed in and through a live family church. Would you guys pray with me as we pray for the, the mission and the vision? Father, we love you so much. We just thank you. You're a God of more. You're a God that, that provides. You're the God that gives vision and makes it clear so that we can run with it. You said in Habakkuk, write the vision, make it plain so that he or she that hears it or reads it can run with it. Father, thank you for downloading and imparting vision bigger than ourselves, way beyond where we're at currently, Lord God. It can be intimidating at times, but it is so exciting knowing that, man, if you've called us to it, you'll see us through it, amen? And you're a provider. And so, Father, we just thank you right now by faith that we all find our space. We all find our part in this story. We all raise the level of engagement. We all go a little deeper. We all dig in a little further. We all step out a little more, Father God. And as we do that, we make space for more people to come to find the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And Lord, that is your heart. We want all of Livingston County and beyond saved and healed and set free and delivered and well and stable and blessed. And so, Father God, we will do this until you say, don't do it anymore, Father God. But Lord God, you have spoken and we commit it to you and we ask for your spirit and your anointing on this vision, Lord God. Raise up the men and women. Raise up the leaders. Raise up the pastors. Raise up the team, the serve teams. Raise up the greeters. Raise up the kids workers. Raise up the youth workers. Raise up the buildings. Raise up up the facilities, Father. In the name of Jesus, we receive it by faith right now in Jesus' name. And everybody agrees. Shout it. Amen. Come on, somebody. Woo. Well, hey, I just want to I want to end with this. I never like to end a service, and it's just this. Hey, if you're here or you're online and you don't know Jesus personally, that's the whole reason why a live family exists. It, it, it isn't like, well, if I go to church and be a good person, I'll get to heaven. The Bible doesn't say that, unfortunately. 
unfortunately. I thought that for so many years of my life. The only people that get to go to heaven and have heaven here on earth is the ones that confess with their mouth, Jesus Lord, and believe in their heart that God raised them from the dead. That's step one. You don't have to clean your life up first. You just have to know, hey, I don't have it all together. I ain't perfect and I need Jesus. And so if everybody could bow your heads and close your eyes just here personally. And if you're online, just reverence this moment right now because I believe this is for some of you as well. You'd say, hey, I don't know Jesus like you're talking about it. I know of him, but I don't know him like that. I don't have a relationship with him. And I wanna know that I know that I know that I know him and that I'm going to heaven when I die. If that's you, with every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm not gonna call you up or embarrass you. I'm just gonna pray a prayer here. And I wanna know if there's anybody I can join my faith with to pray that prayer to receive Jesus for the first time. If that's you, would you just slip up your hand so I know who I'm talking to right now and then you can slip it down real quick if that's for you and online as well. Awesome. And let's just, why don't we all pray this prayer together? Would you guys just repeat this after me? Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. I receive him as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, come into my heart, change my life, and help me live a life pleasing to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise to those that prayed that prayer. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To further connect with us at Alive, visit us at alivefamily.church. And remember, people matter and Jesus is alive.